everyone, welcome to GIA the podcast. We are your hosts, Hasha and Fiza. Hello. <laughs> We're very excited to have you here today. Our podcast stems from the Global Interfaith Alliance, where we have bi-weekly interfaith dialogue and prayer sessions. We have all the tough conversations, we disagree, and we get back together again. And we would like to continue that today on this podcast with a very interesting topic. But first, we will reintroduce ourselves. For those of you who are new, my name is Hasha. I am based in the United States. I'm a college freshman, and I have the perspective of Sanatana Tarma or Hindu Tarma. And hello, my name is Fiza. I am also a U.S.-based college freshman. I'm on the other side of the faith spectrum where I don't really subscribe to a faith. I just love coming to these meetings and listening in. And we will be talking about our various and very different perspectives today in a very important question. And that question is... Is life earned or given? And we don't necessarily have an answer. No, we don't. (laughs) Yeah, but we'd like to explore today the different perspectives that can happen within various religions and what we've heard, what we think is interesting, and as you know, tangents, lots of tangents. I think when we talk about very big topics like this, tangents are going to happen. But sort of disagreements, we definitely have different perspectives. Yeah. We come from, you know, like a perspective that's very spiritual and where your almost entire worldview is virtually like, you know, based on spirituality. And mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have that same perspective where spirituality isn't that big of a deal in my life um so yeah let's let's talk about is life earned or given what's your perspective on it what's your answer i mean i think as far as my faith goes life is definitely earned it's said in some traditions that we go through all of the species on earth one by one that we start with like the smallest bug and a piece of grass or whatever it happens to be but that we have the experience of living through each being on earth perhaps um perhaps this isn't my first time having a human birth perhaps it is i mean i think i'm pretty lucky in this human birth so i think i might have had a couple tries before this one um but yeah in my perspective it's definitely earned and i think that's one of the things that i love about my faith is that everything is pretty much earned what about you my answer is also a little bit gray area if you will i don't necessarily think that life is earned or given Uh, because I don't necessarily think there is a meritocracy, but when you say that life is given, I'm not really sure given by whom, um, since I'm not a person of faith, right? But I really love your perspective in that in the Hindu dharma that you are reborn into, you know, different species. Um, It's something that I can connect to with literature, since I'm not necessarily religious, I can't really connect it to a religion, but I can connect it to literature. And something that I thought of when you talked about that rebirth is this short story by Andy Ware called The Egg. And The Egg, oh my gosh, if you haven't read The Egg, it's a short story, it's not that long, but it totally changed my life. Yes, we'll link it in the description because I think everyone should read it, whether you believe in the theory or not. Basically, I'll do a little rundown. Written in like second perspective. So it's like you are going up to God. So you've just died. And you are going up to God. And God explains that basically you every time you die, you are reborn as another person. So you do that again and again and again until you have lived as every single person who has ever existed on earth. And eventually, so basically you die and it's like you are basically reincarnated as 
another person. No, you are, you become that person. Like you are that person. There is no you. So that's the concept. The, the egg itself, the egg is an ecosystem that basically God has created and you just cycle back and forth in the ecosystem. And eventually, once you have lived as every single person, you become God. It's very complicated. It's a little bit weird. You don't necessarily have to subscribe to the theory. But basically, the concept that really sticks with me is that you should always be kind to somebody because in a past life, that was you. So the concept is like, treat other people like you treat yourself, which is such like a... Uh, like a kindergarten yeah. thing to say. No, abs- I mean, we still haven't learned it. We still haven't learned it, yeah. So clearly we have some work to we do. We do have some work to do, but I guess I don't have a holy book to connect it to, but I guess the egg theory and just this concept that maybe we are just reincarnated as everybody. I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but I do think that perspective, seeing the world that way makes me have more empathy um, even if I don't necessarily subscribe to the egg theory, if it helps me become a kinder, just more compassionate person overall, who cares, you know, if it's real or not? Like, I'm just trying to live life. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I think two things, right? Like, one is, like, the who cares. That's, like, kind of what would be great if people thought about religion that way. Like, regardless of if you believe, like, who cares? Like, if the people who believe are being good and are being, like, kind to you... Who cares? Like, who cares what they believe? Yeah, so, like, that's essentially, like... I feel like that's a really good thing to bring into interfaith, like, spaces. Because, like, who cares what they're believing as long as they're functioning as a human being who's not, like, destroying everything? You're doing great. <laughs> like, you're doing great. I mean, I think the other part of it is, like, if, if it gives you the empathy to... I mean, like, in my house, we don't kill bugs. We put them in jars and stick them outside. Even if, I mean, climate change, poaching, you know, like all of these things, like where you need to have empathy for other beings, like there is that also. And the other thing is um, there's an example that's used in scripture of the pot, an empty pot. And my sister reminded me of this the other day, but it's the idea that the space inside the pot and the space outside of the pot are the same. The only thing that separates them is the pot itself. And the pot is an analogy for the soul, the Atman, and the body. The soul is the space within. The space outside is God. And the body is the pot that keeps the soul inside. Once you break the pot the soul is the space is one you know like the barrier is gone now of course like that happens like okay like when you're ready like you've achieved moksha that can happen not everybody is gonna be one with the space but i think it's an idea that helps people and helps me understand what moksha could be or what that means to be one with god i think also another beauty of hindu dharma is tapping into that god is the difference between being and being in your complete bliss and complete like expression like got really deep really quickly but <laughs> i think it was a good tangent i don't know what do you think about that i think that's really interesting the way that you as someone who believes in god like sees that and the way that dharma is like a part of your lifestyle and the pot analogy was so cool um growing up culturally muslim is something that like it's very similar to what i've heard before and it's the concept that like well like what is god like it's everywhere you know um 
it's it's just it's a part of your soul it's like i've definitely heard that a lot before i don't know if i necessarily subscribe to it but i think it's it's a beautiful way of putting things i love the metaphors do you want to explain your play-doh metaphor i love that metaphor that you tell me all the time we're going back to play-doh okay um the play-doh metaphor is a very famous metaphor clearly in our relationship um and it's, it's basically just this idea that if you give someone Play-Doh and you ask them to make a world, what's everything going to be made out of? Play-Doh. Play-Doh. <laughs> I guess we should probably emphasize the fact that we mean like Play-Doh. Like fun to play with, not to eat yes, Play-Doh. Yeah, not Play-Doh. The philosopher. Yeah, not the philosopher. Mm-hmm. The fun to play with, not to eat stuff. Yeah. Do you ever wonder what Play-Doh tastes like? Okay, not, not the point. I mean, I've probably tasted it, so couldn't tell you. Uh, give this podcast five stars if you've eaten Play-Doh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the standard. That's the standard. Um, leave a review. Tell us that you've eaten Play-Doh before. We just, we're curious. Anyway, that's a wonderful metaphor. And I love that you have so many metaphors. Can you tell me about your sandwich of life metaphor? <laughs> of course I can, Pisa. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Sandwich of life happened yesterday night at 1 a.m. For anyone who's curious, which is no one. Uh, I am. I'm curious. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Thank you. I feel validated. Um, So this episode is in part inspired by Disney's movie Soul. Disney sponsor us. Um, The sandwich of life is the idea of what's referenced in the movie as not to give any spoilers away, but they call it the great before, before you're born, the in-between, and then whatever is afterward. I think they call it the great beyond in the movie. But it's like this idea of this three-part segment of the sandwich and we are in the middle right now we're living and breathing which is so cool but like all three parts have different connotations and different faiths and it's really cool to see like not to get too deep into the metaphor but like what kind of bread goes on both you both ends you know like are you gonna go to heaven are you gonna go to hell are you gonna go anywhere are you gonna come back to earth like beforehand where were you were you in another life were you non-existent like you know like there's so much nuance within that i think it's cool to explore the sandwich yeah i love that you watch that movie and like that's what you got out of it it's a like sandwich. yeah I mean, i'm always thinking about food pizza. oh that's that's a great thing to be thinking about i yeah. definitely think putting it into little metaphors like that and like bite-sized pieces if you will ha <laughs> little little food humor for you I think it definitely helps you have these conversations where like I don't know like if I necessarily agree with that but it still helps me contextualize how you think and it helps me empathize with your perspective of the world a lot more what I took out of the movie soul this is like not really a spoiler it's kind of just you know the theme of the movie is kind of mm-hmm. just that you don't need a purpose right to live and the question of the day of the podcast is is life earned or given whether you think it's given or earned if you think it's given then oh look at this cool life i got like i gotta make i gotta make the the most of it i need to find my purpose Mm -hmm. or if you think that life is earned like oh i worked for this i gotta make life great because i worked to make it great of course everybody's valid and everybody deserves to live and i think the concept of earned versus given it creates a dichotomy of like oh whether or not it was earned or given then you still have to work to find your purpose you still have to work to make this the best it's ever been it's you have to use this one life you have to the fullest and while i agree with that to an extent 
I think it ostracizes a lot of people who feel alone, who feel like their life is meaningless or worthless. Um, And I think it's so important to know that, like, you don't need a purpose to be valid. You don't need to subscribe to a religion to be valid. But if you subscribe to a religion, you are also valid. It's great. great. Like, if if you are happy doing what you're doing, this is a Harry Styles quote. He said, if you're happy doing what you're doing, then no one can tell you that you're not successful. I mean, they could, but you wouldn't be. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because Harry Styles said it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Don't listen to them. We're listening to Harry Styles. This is a Harry Styles stand podcast now. But yeah, like, if you are happy, you don't need a purpose to be living. You don't have to prove your worth to be alive. No. You have intrinsic worth. You matter. Yeah, you you matter yeah. whether or not you believe in God. You matter whether or not you find your purpose. And if you do find a purpose that you think resonates with you, great. Not everyone does, and that's okay, too. I think another trap a lot of us can fall into, um, especially in the Western world, in my experience, is the meritocracy. And that, oh, a job has to be my life or that I need to find purpose with a job. You know, when we put our worth towards our job, we are always going to be seeking validation from others. And whether or not you were earned life or given life, it's not by someone else. Like it's it's your life, you know? And when you are looking for a job to validate you, when you are looking for, you know, like other people to validate you, like you will never fully achieve whatever you believe happiness is, right? And it also just has to do with like hustle culture. And it, there, it, there are so many ways you can go with that. Like I could go on a longer tangent, but I should probably stop <laughs> and let you talk, right? How do you feel about that perspective? I mean, yeah, I definitely think you know, everybody, we're always validating everyone. That is what we're here to do. We're validating you. We love you. We have so much love for every single person who has their ear on this podcast. Um, and especially those people who've left five-star reviews because they've eaten Play-Doh. I think, yeah, like a purpose. Mm, I don't think the purpose of life is to find a purpose, if that makes any sense. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to do that. Just do something that makes, that fills your cup, whatever that is. As long as you're not hurting other people. Like, if murdering people fills your cup, I don't want to hear any of that. Like, you know, like, yeah, stop that. Do what makes you happy but doesn't infringe on other people's happiness, right? That's, like, where the line is. At the same time, like, I do want to clarify, like, in terms of, like, meritocracy, it's not necessarily, like... You have to do good being a beetle in order to be a bird. But it's like, you just have to go through the motions, you know? Um, Yeah. And it's also not necessarily saying that, like, one life form matters more than another. Um, I think something that really annoys me, and I think this is really weird, um, but, like, just the fact that humans have such a big ego about being human, they're like... Um, something that really annoys me, which is really strange, is that humans have such a big head and such a big ego about being human. Like, we really think that we're all that just for being human. And, like, we're really not. Like, <laughs> like just putting that out there. Like, we're so, we're so annoying. Like, we're just so intolerant of, intolerant, unaccepting of other species. Like, ants come into our homes, smash away, like, oh my god, like, calm down, you know? 
Like, there's so much, there's just so much destruction that happens and so much, like, ignoring because we feel like we're better than everyone else. And, like, calm down. Like, clearly we're not cooler than the Kiwis in Australia or the other cool animals out there. There's only, like, I don't remember how many, but there's only, like, 2,000 of them. It's really sad. Um, if you're listening to this and you have money, go to, like, there's a website where, like, all the research around kiwis happens and they name every kiwi. I'm very invested in this. Um, and donate to them so you can help save the kiwis. But I think, like, that's, like, something that's really annoying and something that kind of should humble us. Like, that there are so many different life forms on this earth and we are but one and we are not, like, the ones that matter the most. We're not the most important. Like, there's space for everyone. Um, and I don't remember my second point. So back to you, Visa. <laughs> It's all good. I think that's definitely a cool idea. Um, I know in high school debate, that's something that was a topic once in a while would be like, are humans inherently animals? And that would kind of be like the debate topic. It's like, are we like other animals? And most people who are arguing that humans aren't animals would be like, oh, well, you don't, yeah, you don't see squirrels building highways. And it's like, okay. But when going back to the question of the day, we have definitely strayed a little bit. Sorry. I did want to ask you, um, I guess like you're more on the given side as in like, I guess by given, we mean like it just sort of happens. How do you, I guess two things, right? Like growing up Muslim, how did you learn that it was given and how does that happen in Islam? And also what do you believe anything in terms of that currently? Do you care? I don't really think we have to care because we're kind of living and that's all that matters, I guess. Um, but what do you think? I think that question has a lot of layers and as somebody with a very nuanced perspective of faith who, you know, has grown up culturally Muslim, but then like not really subscribed to that consistently throughout my life, I think I'm not really equipped to tell you what necessarily happens in the islamic faith especially when like i'm still navigating it like i'm not like denouncing it like it's not like i left it or anything like that like it's still a part of who i am i've been taught that life is given to you and that of course you should make the best of the life that you have been given and most of the time that's so that you can reach heaven and to reach happiness and uh one of my favorite things about islam is that while you're on earth some of the most important things that they tell you to do and the most important things that we practice is taking care of your community and i love that i think what you were saying <laughs> what you were saying earlier about who cares can you like say that again because i think that was really beautiful so what i mean when it's like who cares is like if i am helping others because of my religion then who cares what i believe if today someone is giving me proof that god doesn't exist but i still continue to follow the pillars of islam and i still continue to follow my traditions and i'm helping people along the way that wouldn't have been helped otherwise who cares like who cares what i believe if i'm not hurting people who cares what other people are doing yeah. if they're happy i think that that hap that applies to a lot of different things um we've previously talked about accepting communities and accepting differences in diversity that's also part of that like first of all who cares if somebody believes or if somebody doesn't believe and of course we don't mean who cares as in like who cares like don't care about other people but like who cares as in I don't mind what they believe so long as they're being the incredible person that they are. 
So I think that's like a really cool concept to remember regardless of what subject matter it is. But as long as somebody is putting out positive or at the very least not deterring others from doing so or hurting themselves, like who cares? Like I don't mind what they believe, but as long as they're doing good. No, absolutely. And tying back to one of our other episodes where we talked about tolerance versus acceptance, it's just so important that when we say, like, who cares, we're not saying, like, tolerate the people around you. You have to accept that, hey, it's the way that people live their lives, and you just have to internalize the fact that they're not hurting anybody, and that is how they're going to live their lives. You are not tolerating it. They're not different than you because of the way they do things. Um, You're not better than anybody because you are religious. You are not or worse than somebody because you're religious. Like, there is, we're all on, like, a plane. Like, we are not on, uh, like, a set of stairs, you know? Like, no one's higher than anybody. (laughs) We all have, and that's something that I remember um, Ishrit, one of our DIA members, saying, um, she quoted a verse, which I don't remember, so I'm not going to quote it. But in the Guru Granth Sahib, she was saying that it says, um, in front of God, everyone is equal, everyone is a brother and a sister. And that is one of the most beautiful and one of the most universal things that I think we can find within religion and in interfaith spaces. Like just this idea that, you know, in Christianity, that people were made in the image of God. That means that everybody, although they look different, is the image of God. Like that's an incredible thing. And Hindu dharma, like, all of our souls are one separated by pots. So just the idea that, you know, like you said with the egg theory, treat everyone as you because they are you, like that's pretty much, you know, like what we want you to take away. Like, again, we're just here trying to tell you to carry these conversations, to love others as they are, to love yourself as you are. Like that's super important too. And I know we don't like touch on that or emphasize on that a lot but that's certainly part of our message do love yourself as you are meet yourself where you are and then you know there's a beautiful shloka in the sixth chapter of gita your atman yourself can be your best friend or it can be your worst enemy we can send ourselves into downward spirals we can destroy our mental health we can pick at every bit of our appearance or every bit of our character we can destroy our own image for ourselves in a heartbeat but we can also uplift ourselves we can pick ourselves up from that spiral to the highest of heights right it all just matters how you think about it what your attitude is about the situation and the love that you have for yourself is that unconditional because that should be you know like you have to you have to, if you, you can't tolerate yourself <laughs> your whole life. You can't tolerate your body your whole life. You have to accept it. And that just goes back to having that love for yourself. Absolutely. I loved every word you just said because whether or not you believe life is earned or given, you deserve to be here. You are valid. You, you are loved, like no matter what. You have value. Yes, you have value. And, and you add value to others. Exactly. And with COVID-19, like, we're all a little bit alone right now. It might not seem like you are being productive, right? It might not seem like you are earning things. It might not seem like you are progressing. But again, you don't need a purpose to be valued. You don't need a purpose to live. There's no purpose to life. 
if you woke up this morning, that's that's a blessing. That's one that's one thing that count. You're here. Thank you for being here. There's no way you're going to be able to be positive 24/7. It's okay to be yeah. sad. It's okay mm-hmm. to be angry. It's okay to be on any emotional spectrum and all of those are valid. And I think especially what you said about pr- productivity and motivation like the two of us like we've been drinking water. <laughs> we've tried to exercise. We joined everyone and their mom and made a podcast during quarantine. But there are still days where we don't feel productive and where we don't feel motivated and, like, don't feel like doing anything. And that's fine. Like, that's just part of life as well. It is. It's okay. And it's valid. This time is so hard. Some days I can't get out of bed. I'm not going to lie. Like, whatever you're struggling with is valid. How many times can I say valid? Can we do a little valid counter? Um, there would be too many. But I can't even emphasize that enough, whether you're religious or not. And that's it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for making it all the way through. It was a wild episode. We were all over the place. Um, So thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. I hope this was a good start to it. Sending positive energy to your corner of the world. And we're so happy to have you. As usual, we will link the things that we referenced in the episode down below. You can email us. Um, our Gmail is globalinterfaithalliance at gmail.com. We're on Instagram. Our handle is at globalinterfaithalliance. Feel free to get in touch and we'll see you around.